0: Welcome into the Paul Kuharski podcast. I'm Paul Kuharski, ready to preview Titans hosting the Browns on Sunday. Big matchup between two eight, and 8-3 teams in the AFC. A lot of Titans fans, I get the sense, underestimating the Browns. <clears throat> I'm not saying Cleveland comes to Nashville and wins this game, but uh, I'm not expecting a, a pushover. Um, and I think people are looking at Cleveland's path to 8-3, and three. Seeing losses to Baltimore, to Pittsburgh, to Oakland, um, and and judging the Browns' schedule negatively, the Browns didn't draw up this schedule. Browns have beaten Cincinnati, who the Titans lost to. Browns have beaten Indianapolis, who the Titans um, lost to. Also beat. Uh, it's a team constructed like the Titans. They've uh, they've got a great running game like the Titans. They've got a great pass rush, unlike the Titans. So um, I think there are challenges to be had here. Uh, Titans should win it. It's not a uh, preordained conclusion. So we'll run through some topics here on my mind as, uh, as kickoff nears. We, we've been considering what happens as Michael Pruitt gets healthier for this team. And um, I think we've got the answer now because Jonu Smith is not going to be able to play a big loss. Um, He's got a knee injury that will keep him out this week. Michael Pruitt um, back now after his own knee injury. He was a full participant all week, while Smith did not practice all week with his own knee injury. Smith is out. Um, Isaiah Wilson is out, and Adore Jackson unsurprisingly is out so we will see um Pruitt back in so now you've got Anthony Ferkser as the primary pass catcher Jeff Swaim as the in the line blocking tight end and um Michael Pruitt as as the H-back type move move around uh blocking tight end and then the Titans are still loaded up at running back with uh with Derek Henry obviously McNichols and Foreman doing the carrying blasting game, doing the blocking and Perry, um, as is the fifth running back who plays a lot of special teams. There are a lot of blocking people in that formula. And the Titans are of course going to give the ball to Derrick Henry a lot, just like on the other side, we're going to see a great deal of Nick Chubb and, um, Kareem hunt. So, um, you always predict in a game like this, fast moving clock, a lot of running, and of course, something will happen beyond the norm. And we won't get that. Titans certainly more equipped to sling it if and when they need to, uh, after Jarvis Landry. Not a great um uh, passing offense. Uh tight end helpful, but there's not a great second receiver, obviously, for um for the Browns, the way they're uh Titans have have better options, certainly after AJ Brown, Corey Davis, um starting, starting there. Adam Humphreys back in this game. So um, better things there. I think the Titans defense uh inarguably in has been better the last two games at Baltimore and at Indianapolis without Jadavian Clowney. Um, you know, he is a little bit of a freelancer. Uh, we know he's not a uh, sack artist by any means, but he's supposed to be a disruptor um, who creates problems. We haven't seen the degree to that of that, that that we would expect, and it's seemed like a more disciplined and structured defense without him. Uh, I know there are clowny supporters who could say that they're somehow less dynamic without him jumping around up front there, but I just haven't seen that difference. They had him in the first Colts game and lost, and Phillip Rivers was quite comfortable in the pocket. Um, and they didn't have him in the second Colts game, didn't have Clowney, and Rivers was a lot less comfortable. Now, Jadevian Clowney's presence and absence isn't the lone factor uh, that changes in those two games, but it's not a minimal factor either. Um, and And the Titans, you know. It's not like there's just a straight-up substitute. So in that, in the, in the Baltimore game, Harold Landry played 98% of the snaps. Derek Roberson played 80% of the snaps. Jack Crawford only played 13% of the snaps. Tuzar Skipper played 2% of the snaps, one snap. Um, and that was the formula without Clowney. They went to Indianapolis without Clowney, and, and Harold Landry played 88% of the snaps. Jack Crawford was up to 59% of snaps. Now Jack Crawford really a, a defensive end, but uh, he's lining up in a in an end slash outside linebacker position sometimes. In in this absence, Roberson played 38%, way down in uh, in Indianapolis, and Skipper up up to nine percent. So it's it's not some magic personnel formula or anything. I think it's just the effort with which those guys are playing and how they're deployed. But, you know, people are asking me and I'm writing a mailbag uh, right after I finish recording this and you'll get some more info uh, and some of my feelings on this about the, uh, you know, who the Titans should be looking to resign in what order of their free agents to be. And I, I don't even have Clowney on the list. I mean, you know, he's going to want substantial money, I think that the money's going to come way down wherever he signs, but uh, he, he's, he's not made much of a difference for this team at all. Now, if he was making something close to the veteran minimum, you'd say, uh, all right, when he's making 12, 13 million dollars, he's not getting much at, at, at all. Nate Davis. Now there's a guy that's that's been producing. Second year, third rounder. Really ha- is an ascending player. The right guard, uh, a big part of what the Titans are doing. The the interior trio was fantastic in Indianapolis, with uh, Roger Saffold playing up to his his name and reputation, and he's been good this year. And I think Ben Jones in the middle of those two guys, Davis and and Saffold, has been quite good and he's playing banged up and fighting through it Nate Davis obviously in his rookie year played after a month he missed camp and uh it took him a while to get going but he grew and and was playing better and better as the season went on and in year two more than halfway through he's he's really gotten to be a good offensive lineman I'm not suggesting that, uh, that that offers any guarantees for Isaiah Wilson by any means, but I think that Isaiah Wilson, um, you know, if you're looking for any degree of optimism with Wilson, perhaps you can find some with Nate Davis, Wilson an even slower starter than Nate Davis, obviously. He hasn't played as much as soon. Um But he's got a better pedigree, first rounder as opposed to a third rounder. Came out of a power five school as opposed to Charlotte. Um, And given the same coaching um, and the same support around him with that group of offensive linemen, you could hope, hope upon hope that they still could salvage him and turn him into something, at, at least going into training camp offseason and training camp and his second season i think even had isaiah wilson been healthy this week and there he is ill again practiced on wednesday didn't practice thursday or friday and he's out this week uh, that means Newhouse will be up and active as the last offensive lineman Uh, Keith Carter complimented Newhouse's smarts this week. Um, I think Newhouse would have been ahead of Wilson, even if Wilson had had a full practice week. And I think the Titans are eager to not be dressing Isaiah Wilson right now. Um, You're listening to the Paul Kuharski podcast. Uh, A brief word about the site, if you're not a member Uh, You should be. It's just $5.99 a month. But what you should do is go sign up now for the holiday special. It's 25% off a year's membership. And the year's membership was only the price of 11 months for 12 months worth of membership. Um, You can buy it for yourself. You can buy it as a gift for the Titans fan in your life. I'll change up the email address connected to uh, the account later if you like. Um, A steal at that price. You get everything I write. You get game previews and reviews and draft um, capsules from Blake Bedingfield, who scouted for the Titans for 19 years. Um, You get uh, some private podcasts and you get private Facebook live slash Periscope broadcasts. No riffraff, just people interested in uh, in in-depth and polite, if you will, Titans conversation without... A bunch of jokers in there popping off about stupid stuff. Uh, So I hope you consider a membership. I think it's a really good deal with a lot of like-minded people. You also get an entry into a private Facebook page with a lot of other like-minded people. Give it a shot. Malcolm Butler said this week uh, when I asked him why... Breon Borders was talking about after the Indianapolis game, how much more aggressive the secondary was, the cornerbacks were in Indianapolis and how the they were challenged to play that way. And I said to Butler, why weren't you playing that way before? And he said, you know, we were holding back. We were being a little bit conservative. It's puzzling to me why. I could see why when Jonathan Joseph was there, because Jonathan Joseph was not equipped to play in that fashion. But that doesn't mean everybody else wasn't equipped to play in that fashion. And I think it's weak that the Titans were rolling Jonathan Joseph out there when they knew full well that he wasn't equipped to play in that fashion. And I think the defense has been getting better in part because it's been playing more aggressively in that fashion. So I don't really understand why the coaches, and in turn some of the players were content to be passive, uh, to hold back and to be a little bit conservative. That runs counter to Malcolm Butler and he wasn't playing like that. But I had to drive him crazy to watch other people play like that. Um, I don't think guys really enjoy playing a lot of zone that allows for more like that. And uh, I think if this team's going to get where it wants to go, it's going to have to be the more aggressive version of the defense that we saw in Indianapolis, um, including on Sunday uh, against, against the Browns, we're going to see more base and less nickel defense against the Browns who don't go three wide very often because they don't have a good third wide receiver. They don't have a very good second wide receiver. Um, That means more Will Compton uh, and less Desmond King, unless they choose to play Desmond King outside a little bit, which I, I don't imagine they will um Compton and David Long could still trade out a little bit uh long is is obviously faster and more equipped to run um with somebody like Austin Hooper I would think Compton is smarter, craftier playing in the stereotypes here um you could say but uh in in this instance um you know they're it's true Compton's slower, smarter player long is a faster um see ball go get ball as, as Blake Benningfield calls him a linebacker but he's, he's not as savvy he's, he's only in his second year um what do the Titans want to see more of what's more effective here I think Compton's certainly better defending the run than the pass and the Browns are more interested in running than passing so we could see Compton with a high snap count here Um, the biggest difference maker in this game, the guy who has the potential to ruin things for the Titans is miles Garrett, miles Garrett, who, uh, can sneak up on Ryan Tannehill from the blind side, knock the ball loose. Uh, Tannehill's had pretty good ball security this year. Miles Garrett, um, you know, socks, the quarterback, but he's also got incredibly favorable metrics in terms of his hurries. Um, in terms of his quarterback hits, in terms of his sacks, in ter- uh, those metrics, reg- he registered really high in terms of the value of what he does when he does it, and the impact of, of what he does, how he works against double teams, and all of that stuff. Bettingfield thinks that the, the Titans will employ a lot of six and seven man protections look to throw the ball quick to A.J. Brown and, and, and Corey Davis. That's a sensible game plan um, to, to run and to, to throw quickly to those guys, let them run after the catch. I would think Anthony Ferkser uh, will also factor in here, particularly with Jonu Smith out. So um, Garrett scares me. He's the best pass rusher the Titans will have faced. He's probably the best pass rusher they're going to face. David Questenberry has done a nice job as the third left tackle in line, but he's still the third left tackle in line. And, um, you know, Miles Garrett should be relishing a chance to go against anybody's third left tackle. And, uh, you know, Miles Garrett should be relishing the chance to go against anybody's third left tackle and their second or third tight end, um, if if that's the double team. Um, and that is the scariest element of this game for the Titans in my eyes. Uh, keep your eye on him every snap. One, uh, one other thing I want to talk about here. J.M. Um, Brown's value, is it going to be affected by his elbow injury? I don't know what the recovery timetable is there. Bud Dupree, um, the Steelers pass rusher who tore his ACL. He's not the primary guy there with TJ Watt, but he's a secondary guy. He's making it to market because they simply can't afford um, to to pay him in the framework of that defense in Pittsburgh. And so what's it going to be like? Uh, An ACL... You know, it's still a big deal, but guys recover from ACLs pretty regularly. And, uh, and you get back almost all the time the same guy. It might take a little bit of time, but you get back the same guy. So how does it work when you've got an injury recovery coming into free agency? I was trying to think of examples here. Alan Robinson tore his ACL during the 2017 season in Jacksonville. And he was heading into free agency and he got a deal. Um, It wasn't as good probably as he would have gotten, but it certainly wasn't a prove it deal either. A three-year, $42 million deal from the Bears that deal's coming up and Allen Robinson's going to be a free agent for a second time coming up and he'll be in a competitive market with Corey Davis. He's a very, very good receiver. So I'm curious to see what this ACL injury does to Bud Dupree's contract value. Um, and Bud Dupree is, um, he's not miles Garrett. That's for sure. But the Tennessee Titans, who cannot find pass rush, um, it's becoming a big issue for them. They're eight and three without it. Imagine how good they might be with it. Um, I, I think this is a guy they have to think about and consider. I said that before he tore up his knee. I say that now after he tore tore, after he tore up his knee. Um you know, is there a scenario where him tearing up his knee actually helps them financially? Um, what What's the state of COVID in March and guys getting physicals and you getting your doctor to be able to examine the progress of a rehabilitation? All of these things are factors, but I wonder if it helps. If it helps you if you're shopping for this kind of guy, or if it hurts you, how much it depreciates his value, uh, if it scares anybody else off, all provided that his uh, healing is going according to the regular plan. I want to see the Titans seriously looking at anybody like Bud Dupree who comes available on the market. Uh, Before we get to some. Uh, stats that I always like to end these conversations with. Steven Goskowski, two incident free games in a row, very good opponents, uh, hit from 40, 40, and 22 against Baltimore, hit from 49 against Indianapolis. Extra points have not been an issue for since early, early in the season. Um, If I read my stat sheet right, is he fixed or has he just got a little bit of a reprieve? I don't believe in jinxes. I know some of you immediately heard me say that and say, Oh my God, now he's going to be bad against the Browns. Um, But I wonder like can the Titans, they've got Kern back. Gaskowski has hit his kicks two weeks in a row. And particularly in that 40 to 50 range, which had been a problem for him, um, wouldn't it be great for the Titans if they could put to rest the whole worry about their field goal kicker? I suppose it'll take more than two games for them to get to that comfort level, but it had to feel awfully good for them not to be worried about him in those two games three stats to end this thing 17 percent of the plays run against the titans this year have been run in the red zone that's tied for the third highest percentage in the league the league average is is 15 so it's it's not a massive number um teams worse than the titans the texans the bills the lions the raiders and the browns so The Titans have had 17% of the plays run against them run in the red zone. The Browns have had 19% of the plays run against them in the red zone. Um, We could see a lot of red zone action. Kansas City, the Rams, and Washington, uh, the three best teams here, only 11% of plays run against them have been in the red zone ravens and colts next at 12 percent titans red zone defense 30th in the nfl allowing 72.1 percent touchdowns so that's a reason you don't want the browns down in the red zone as frequently as other teams have been because the success rate down there for those opponents has been pretty good Over the last four weeks, Cleveland's opponents have tried two-point conversions six times and converted twice. In the same span of time, over the last month, Titans opponents have gone for two 12 times against the Titans, unless this is a typo. Does that sound remarkably high? Converted three times. Those are from Inside Edge. This one to finish up is um, regarding the Browns. They have yielded eight touchdowns to tight ends, the fourth most in the league. That's from Evan Silva, my friend, that established the run. Cleveland has yielded eight touchdowns to tight ends, fourth most in the league. Unfortunately, the Titans' premier tight end touchdown weapon, Johnny Smith, out of this game, as we said at the beginning. Could this be an Anthony Ferkser, Jeff Swaim, Michael Pruitt touchdown opportunity game? I'd keep my eyes open for something like that here as the Titans take on Cleveland. Check out Uh Listen to the Midday 180 during the week, on 104.5 The Zone in Nashville from 9 to 1 Central. Hope you get all the football results you want this weekend and uh, look forward to talking to you on the radio and here next week. Thanks for listening. The Paul Kraharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkraharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L dot